Goat Soccer Show. It's a rainy Friday morning in the Queen City, and the rain, it sounds and it looks like Christian Latanzio's tears after another tough question post-game. Danny Brands. Well, I, it's kind of funny you say that, and uh, and welcome to Friday morning, uh, <laughs> you know, wrap, wrapping up a week of Charlotte Soccer Show daily content. Uh, we've been crushing it, uh, having a lot of fun. It's a playoff Friday. There's playoff soccer tonight in QC. Can't wait for that. We will talk some independence. But the rain that you cited off the top, Johnny, uh, it's like it's been calm, and all of a sudden the rain's like exploding, and it's, it's about to get a lot worse. And that's kind of how things went for Latanzio uh, the other night. He seemed all calm and all, all smiles and happy with the results after the draw, and then put a microphone in front of him he blew up and that's why I wanted to start the episode now as that rain picked up just kind of set the vibe for today's show and it is uh, Charlotte Soccer Show Daily we've been here all week during this historic week of soccer matches here in the QC we've now entered the weekend phase which is back-to-back massive home matches you you cited the Independence Mm -hmm. game Friday evening against Greenville uh, a bit of a derby match in this in this playoff game at American Legion Memorial Stadium, and then investigate of course, Greenville, <laughs> and then of course uh, we have again Inter Miami and Messi coming on Saturday night. First thing I wanted to do is if you haven't uh, seen Thursday's content yet, Danny Rams, fill the fill the people in on what you did on our YouTube page on Thursday. If you don't follow the show on YouTube yet, you got to go there. We made a YouTube we we've been doing daily content. Yesterday was YouTube exclusive. It's not you're not going to find it on this feed. You no. know, you got to go get it. <laughs> but uh, it was really cool to get back on the live stream mode and talk to Chris from the Battered Herons pod- podcast. Uh, that's like a Miami uh, inner Miami fan cast that uh, is very they're doing down there what we're doing up here kind of type of thing and that's uh, some really cool guys and um, Chris joined and I got to talk all over him and tell him I didn't care about his opinions uh, and <laughs> say his pick for the game didn't matter and uh, basically just like you know shit all over him and uh, it was great and uh, he no just just kidding but I did I did find myself when I listened back I was like man I, I should have let the guest talk a little bit my fault Chris sorry about that uh, I mean uh, Chris welcome <laughs> to my life dude <laughs> Oh, man, it's, it's nice to know somebody else is uh, dealing with that as well. Uh, so I appreciate you, Chris. Uh, we're, we're in this Wind together. me up, baby. I won't shut up. That's my problem. Uh, we're, we're here, uh, Poppy's uh, Bagels on Providence Road. Uh, so if you hear some cars go by, that's why we're sitting out here uh, on the patio at Poppy's. A, well, a great spot. And the first well, time we're doing an episode here, I've always wanted to do an episode here because I frequent this place. Yeah, the bagel sandwiches we just had, mine was great. I'm sure you're, you, you invited it uh, here. And I, I love a new location, obviously, on a historic week. I will say, it might be a little annoying to hear some of these traffic noises in the background, but I'll tell you this much. People are trying to get places, and Charlotte FC is trying to get places, namely the playoffs. So uh, it's fitting. Uh, the independence already there. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to do my like extended analogy, uh, uh, philosophically philosophy professor BS here and say <laughs> tomorrow is a playoff game for Charlotte FC. Also, yeah. Um, I mean, it's win, it's win or go, or you're done. So it might as well, well be I a playoff with game. That. I disagree. With I know, that. I know you do, but yeah, that's what I thought. Because you can draw and still make the playoffs. In like the most insane, I think not, you need, it's not you even that need, insane. Like, some sick snail results. Would you need some goal differential help elsewhere? I, I don't think so. Right. I, I, and here's why. And, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, and I can scrub this from the podcast <laughs> on the edit if it's not right. <laughs> no, we're keeping it in no matter what. So if you if you, if you look at the the standings, I'm looking at them. 
Okay, I'm gonna pull them up too. I've been staring at them. I, mo I, 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 I recite them to myself every night before bed, basically, this week. Uh, so I'm fa fairly familiar, but as far as I remember, we have uh, so hear four me teams tied on 40 points. Yeah, right? so hear me out. Four, four for 40. What happens if both New York Red Bulls and Chicago lose and Charlotte FC draws? We have 41 points and they have 40, and we're in at nine. Yes, uh, be, then that would be New York City would have been the team that beats Chicago, and they're also on 41, and they would beat us with goal differential, I think, because we have we would have the same number of wins. So so NYC yeah. would get their ninth win there, tie Charlotte. Yeah, and on 41 points, yeah. Right now, our goal differential is eight, and their goal differential is five. Right. So we would need New York City to win by negative four goals. <laughs> <laughs> if that's possible, which it's not. So, so, so NYCFC yeah. sneaking up there, right? That, the, yeah, into into that ninth Us place drawing would is, do it. The, is part of their scenario, basically. Yeah, yes, it is. Or losing. Yeah, yeah. So I am wrong so, on yeah. that. I am yeah. wrong on that. It's NYC. all right though. It was hopeful and it was it was the right attitude to want to have. But the fact of the matter is, we got to win. We I'm still trying win. to game. I'm still trying to game this system to figure out. I mean, there's always a way. Like, yeah, I could. I, it's like you know how you ever watch back old matches or old uh, sporting events on ESPN Classic that you know the results of, and you just wish it would be different. You know, you're like if I watch it again this time, maybe we'll win this time. I used I used to do that okay. with like uh, old games that my team lost. So if Chicago does draw New York City, Chicago still has the tiebreaker because they have ten wins and we only yes, have. Yes, they, they would be on the first tiebreaker. So actually, it is not so, possible. Yeah. I don't think it yeah. is possible. And you know why it's not possible? Because this team has shot itself in the foot right. over and over exactly. and over it's, again. It would be it would be fitting if a draw would get us in because we've drawn so much this year. Yeah, but, but, I was uh, trying to make it yeah, work. Yeah, it, it, we might as well uh, just own up to the fact that the draws have put us into a position where drawing is no longer acceptable. Right. Sorry, sorry to bring that up, Coach. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I hate to point like yeah. I hate to point out the fact that. Looking really good for 75 minutes and then not winning is not good enough uh, in this league or in this sport or in the minds and hearts of all of our supporters. I really do hate to bring that up, um, and I'm sorry. Don't yell at me, but it's true. You're creating an environment, Danny. <laughs> this environment that you're creating, it's just maybe that's the problem. You know, you know actually, you know, it's, is one of my favorite things about the the discussion about how nervy the environment can mm -hmm. become at the end of the match. <coughs> Excuse me at the end of the match for Charlotte FC is I I don't does Christian Latanzio realize that the team started the match on Wednesday incredibly nervy <laughs> yeah right they were nervy the entire time. time and like I, it's not about the right. atmosphere that's created it's actually right. because you're not giving them any confidence right. to believe that you can go out there and accomplish the goal right and they did look good at times but they didn't like they dominate looked horrible. they didn't they looked, dominate no, no, for no, 75 no, 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 minutes no, no. no they yeah. looked horrible in the first half <laughs> yeah I think they, that's they, fair they looked horrible I think was, except, for fact, Kerwin, except for the one move that led to the goal which was Kerwin looking real nice right and that, and that was on yeah. the 45th minute so right. there was 44 minutes of play and I think it was in the 40th minute or so I shot out a, a post on our X page at For the Crown Baby make sure you go there to ch check out uh, our content and catch up on some other uh, shows you can find Danny's YouTube show link there as well <clears throat> I, I sent out I, I said not even close to good enough mm -hmm. so I, I don't want to kind of rehash everything that went down on Wednesday night but I want to ask you the question of what is good enough against well, this this Miami team with potentially Messi on Saturday night like what are realistic expectations for this match what can you get out of Charlotte FC here that you didn't get in Miami? Well, it's a whole different thing um, whether or not Messi starts. So I think we obviously need to have that discussion of well, do we think Messi will start and how does that change things? 
we don't have to get there right away because I'll I'll just say we have to win. And so when it comes to what do we need to do to answer your question, um, we need to play with the confidence that we know that we have. You know, we have good players. The home field and, could do that. And I think home will help. You know, I really, I, I want to say, you're saying just because you're saying, oh, that you have to be confident. We have to win. It's like, yeah, I know, but I'm asking you uh, to be specific. Like, what can you expect from this team on Saturday that they did not give you on Wednesday? Karol Swiderski from the start, ready to rock, fully rested, didn't just get off the plane 12 hours ago. Yeah, uh, I thought That's he, a good I thought he was a difference maker in the last 30 minutes when he came in. And just was looked a little too tired still, you know, from all the travel. And unfortunately, blew two really good chances to put us up 3-1 and give us that two-goal cushion. I, ha- I hate that he didn't finish those. Shot them both into the keeper's gut. That sucked. But having him on from the start at home, I think, is a huge confidence boost for us. Okay. I, uh, unfortunately, I think it sends Kerwin back to the bench, who, and Kerwin was the best player. But, like, how about here's another thing we can do. Here's another thing that you can do, Coach Christian Latanzio. Don't make your pre-planned subs when the game's not going the way you planned it. Like, it's obvious that Kerwin was a planned 60-minute substitution. It was always the, the, the move to, like, get Kerwin and Brecht off and get Kerwin on, uh, Carol on around the 60th. But, like, what you don't understand is Kerwin was the man of the match at that point. Kerwin was cooking. He had a goal and an assist. He was, like, dicing, slicing and dicing. If you if you go back and watch the the YouTube show, the when I was talking to Chris from Miami, he was like, that Kerwin Vargas, man, like that, he caught the eye. Like, like it, it, opposing fans are noticing this guy is like dominating them, yeah. and like, eh, sub him out with a one goal lead in the 60th. Why not? Like, you don't do that kind of stuff with a one goal lead. Like, we still haven't learned our lesson. Like, the reason you asked about this, Christian, all the time is you still haven't learned your damn lesson, man. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> the Kerwin Vargas substitution <clears throat> was, you know, really a substitution that. Was, was dumbfounding and especially when you consider the fact that he might not start the next match right why not talk lean on minutes. him yeah. to, to go 100 minutes if he has right, to right and right. and take off one of the older players and don't tell me he looks tired or something because he didn't and yeah. he's like 21 years old yeah so he's like, young no. and he's fit and he can do the <laughs> yeah. he can do the full 90 better than Ashley Westwood can right, uh, right. I, I do you know and, that, and Ashley Westwood can do a full 90 of course but I think Kerwin Vargas has a little more gas left in that tank for an extra bit of giddy-up right. at the end of a match that, that maybe some of these older midfielders can't tap into those reserves. Right. You know, someone like Kerwin Vargas, who um, is young and and has has that those fresh legs, he can tap into reserves. And if he doesn't start on Saturday, it'll make that substitution look even sillier. Right, and you got to adjust. Like, we were happy to see Scotty Arfo come on. It's not that I, I, I would have... I wouldn't have been shocked if Scotty had started instead of Kerwin, to be perfectly honest. But you gotta like adjust, and you gotta be like, well, I was thinking Kerwin was only good for about six and nine. I was gonna take him off. That was kind of my idea coming in. But man, he's cooking. Let's leave him out there a little longer. Like, right. how does that not come into your head as, as a coach? Right. Okay. You know? So I, I, again, I don't want to rehash too much about Wednesday night because I'm hyper focused on right. the it's, next match right. on, on match Saturday. Day, it's match day minus one. Yeah. Baby. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Listen. And. One day until Miami at this point. Zero days until Greenville. We'll, <laughs> right. deal, we'll deal with that this exactly. evening. Exactly. Yep. Um, so, and, and we'll recap the Independence match on the <clears throat> on the show. Uh, maybe if we do a show on Sunday, we'll probably do a show on Sunday. Is my guess. It's a big big night on Saturday, and um, Sunday we're either going to be discussing our playoff match on Wednesday, or we're going to be discussing whether David Tepper makes the decision to fire Christian Latanzio. 
So it, there was a there was a game recently where we were sitting with uh, uh, the Toronto game. Uh, our tr- tremendous friend of the show, Kevin Anderson, who was at EPR on Wednesday night. Shout out to one Kevin. Of the, one of the true rider dies. Yeah, he yeah. is absolutely. And shout out to everybody that showed up to uh, to EPR on Wednesday night. It, I, I, it was an intimate setting. It was a great watch party. It was like mm-hmm. having people over. You know, back in the day where you'd have like a basement party and have all your friends over, and it'd be like fifteen of you, twenty of you down in the basement watching it. Yeah. You know, you know, drinking some soda, having chips. It was like that. Perfect Friday like, night. Yeah, exactly. Just like yeah, the adult deep, version. Yeah, yeah, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut just got delivered, you know, for sure. Uh, but you, there's a, you got a new video game, you know, uh, everything's great. But no, that was the vibe. But uh, we even had some first-timers. Shout-out to Josh, who showed up for the first time. Great to meet you, Josh. And uh, Ben was there, Keegan and Sarah, all the, all the crew. Everybody showed up, showed out. Every time you say Keegan and Sarah, it reminds me of... There's like a there's a band that I like. I think Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, yeah. there's a band called Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> That's yeah, who yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of, and I, yeah. I can I can only think of them. And they, maybe they would. Uh, I love both couples. Yeah, me too. Me too. So for for Saturday, right? You mentioned Carol Swiderski coming on. This should be in front of seventy thousand people, right? We need to right. we need to consider this. We need to consider this, right? Right? We need to be, and I think we don't need to undersell this. Is that it's been a long time since that inaugural match against LA Galaxy, mm-hmm. and that place was absolutely electric. Yeah, that was a different different kind of vibe that night for sure. If if, if Saturday is going to be like that, mm-hmm. then this is going to be just a beacon of soccer, not just in this city, not just in this state, but in mm-hmm. this country. Well, the whole world will be watching. Does Messi play? Does Messi play? There's a there's going to be like like it or not. There's a global audience for this game that does not care about Charlotte FC one one iota, and that's a weird kind of thing to like admit to or even try but, to process. But they might when they see the atmosphere and ask themselves, right. "Wait, what is going right. on there?" Right. So what do you do in that situation? You're you're putting your best foot forward in that scenario. Yeah, you, know, you have to like, play yeah. attacking football. You wanna you wanna you wanna put yourself out there, Danny, right. in a way that represents you and your club and, beautifully. And what I don't need. So I know everyone's going to be going off and going nuts and going insane. I have a strong, strong confidence that the crowd will deliver. Uh, I know there's going to be the whole vibe of, you know, oh, are you a Messi fan or a Charlotte fan? I've talked about that a lot. In the end, I don't really care because I'm, I'm only there for myself. Like, I, I, I love my friends. I support my camaraderie. But I go to these games for me, and I, I'm there for my religious experience at a soccer match. You know, yeah. like, that's, that's the way it goes. So, like... I'm not going to, I refuse to let people that are there for reasons I don't respect, I refuse to let them even matter to me. Like, I, I don't care, I don't respect it, but I don't care about it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you might get right. a beer shower, direct it right at your <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, you, know, you never know. In the heat of the moment, sometimes things change. What I'm describing is my, my philosophical ideal when I'm at my best. So, um, so what I'm worried about, though, what I can't have, and I know at this point, it's always, when you're this deep into any podcast I've learned, always helps just uh, the metrics and all that just just drop some Taylor Swift references so <laughs> what I can't have is Critty Scritton Latanzio coming out at the end of Saturday's match and we drew and, and got all the help we needed but then suffered a draw and missed the playoffs and the coach comes out and says oh look what you made me do look what you made me do because I'm so sick of that him blaming the fans and trying to say it's the environment and we Maybe you cheer too hard. Maybe you didn't cheer enough. You know, it's like it's, whatever we do is any, not good enough for him. Yeah. I'm tired of that. Any excuse besides this one is on me. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, like just I, say that. Just any anything besides that. And um, 
you know, I mentioned that Toronto match, and I mentioned Kevin Anderson and that whole crew for a reason, because I felt like at that at that Toronto match, uh, and this is, <clears throat> I think, important for me to get into this next segment. This is something I really wanted to discuss. Was at that Toronto match? It felt like double jeopardy. It felt like something was happening that night. Either Charlotte FC was going to win that match and go on a run to make the playoffs, or Charlotte FC was going to draw or lose to the worst team, one of the worst teams in MLS. One of the worst teams in recent MLS history. And Christian Latanzio was going to get sacked for it. So I felt like there was this kind of double jeopardy in the Mm -hmm. air that made what was a sleepy midweek match night into, for me, one of the most intense matches of the season. Yeah. And now I want to apply that to this Saturday. Right? Not only do we have double jeopardy, we have decision day scoreboard watching. Yeah. I mean, and we have a stadium full of 70,000 people. what, what What I am going to say is simply this, is that this 90 minutes, no matter how it goes, this is what it's all about. Yeah. And the ability on decision day, yes, sure, you you want to have total control of how you make the playoffs, right? And Charlotte FC, they had to win. They had to win four games in a row, and a lot of people thought that they could. I was not one of those people. I I figured that you know they had won one of fifteen, four in a row after that is really really tough, and all and all of a sudden they draw one. So so we're in this scenario where you need help. I promise you. Make sure that your phone is charged. Make sure you're connected to the Wi-Fi there. And as our game is happening and other games are happening mm-hmm. and scores are totaling, it's going to be kind of this euphoric evening yeah. of, of, of celebrating soccer, but it will also be super nervy. Getting going a little early, 6 o'clock kick, kind of, it could be a nice, you know, you, there's the, there's... There's the air that the post party is much more likely, you know, like you, you get the game started a little earlier, it's easy to get out on the town oh. afterwards. Like, and that's in the back of your mind. You're thinking, you know, as you're watching the match, I, I, what are we doing after the result <laughs> yeah, and all yeah, this stuff? Yeah. You know? So I mean, this so, is, yeah. and this is going to be mine. Well, maybe, maybe if, if we don't host a playoff match, which probably not going to, um, unless we make it to the, I think uh, unless we make it through the wild card and host the, uh, one of the games of, I think we're more likely to host the wild card than travel for the wild card if we make it. There's more scenarios where we would host than not. Okay. But Montreal could. All, there's also a lot of scenarios where Montreal is supposed to never yeah, that, play the wild card in Canada for sure. Yes. Yeah. That would be a tough match. By yeah. the way. But if Montreal, Montreal loses to Nashville, which we need anyway, then then it's up for hosting the wild card. So, so on this on this preview Columbus, episode, sorry, Columbus, not Nashville. Okay. On this preview episode, what I wanted to do, Danny, is like. You know, aside from all the bitching about Latanzio, aside from... I know, but the, I had to get that in. No, I'm glad that you did. I did, too. <laughs> I started the show that way. And, but I also wanted to, you know, 20 minutes into this show, as people are listening to this on Friday afternoon or Saturday morning on match day or heading into the match on Saturday afternoon and we're giving you this preview, what I want to do is I just want to, I want to give you the, a little bit of goosebumps. I want you to, to actually, for a second, stop to think about how amazing this situation actually is for Charlotte FC. Yeah. Right, that, that this match on Saturday is going to be just absolutely electric and so meaningful. The only issue is that yeah, we might have a manager right now that people don't love. But when you when you when you're having an issue backing your manager, you know what it makes it easier to do? Just back the players. I love that. Man, I love that. It's so good. So you just back the players on right. Saturday night. The boys. You know, even if you don't like some of the players, right. back the players that you like. Right. Mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> you know? Mom and dad are fighting, and they may not make it. 
but we need to set the kids up for success as best as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the fact of the matter. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm glad that we talked about Kerwin Vargas because I think you know, certain things that we talk about on this show stand out to me over the course of now 125 episodes. And one thing that stood up is like, stood out to me always is when we had the discussion about protecting Kerwin Vargas at all costs. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I think that this is another that example stands. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, That's he, only gotten stronger. Latanzio is clearly failing this kid. Yeah, he gives him the start, but he yanks him from the game. That he was cooking. Exactly. So, you know, what... what that was like an 85-minute walk out with your hand up in the air saluting the traveling supporters type of game. Yeah. That's what he deserved, not a 60th-minute, you know, we're, shitting the, we're, we're in the process of shitting our pants and we don't want you to yeah. get any on you. Yeah. So, would you argue, would you make the argument that... Kerwin Vargas actually earned himself a starting spot on Saturday night, and Brecht Diagre uh, actually played himself out of the lineup on Saturday night. So I don't know because I thought Brecht was playing pretty poorly, and then I looked at the people who were like, "No, he's cooking," and I was like, "Wait!" And I looked at the stats; his stats were pretty good. He had a really good rating. So I don't know. I I I would maybe start Kerwin over Camille. Maybe Camille was effective and had a nice assist, but. Bit of a lucky assist, you know, is a nutmeg pass through a defender's legs luck or skill, you can make the, the question, but I mean, it was a long, slow roller across the box that just was fortunate that no one's there. I'm not downplaying Camille at all, but I'm just saying, I, if you're looking for a place for Kerwin to find a spot in the lineup, I could see Camille coming as a sub. Well, the other point here while we're discussing this is this, you can kind of treat this match like a cup final. Yeah. You can treat this match like a right. standalone situation. Right. Um, because... You know, there's potentially no tomorrow, even if you do win. So, right. so in that scenario, you have to think about like substitution patterns. You need to think about who's available. You need to think about how do you want to start the match, right? And my suggestion here in this scenario would be to start the match in a way that is much, much different than the way that the match started on Wednesday. And what I mean by that is like personnel-wise, ask yourself how do you start on the front foot. Is Camille Uzviak the right player to help right. you start on the front foot? And the answer to that might be no. Kerwin Vargas probably is. Right. Right? And you ask Kerwin and Copetti have a really nice chemistry. They do. And how do you score an early goal? That's my question. Right. How do you score a goal in the first 10 minutes? Do you start Kerwin or do you start Camille or do you start... Like, who is that... You know, is Bronico, for example, does Bronico sit in the first half? Right, because you have to ask yourself: This is, are we going for an early goal, mm -hmm. or are we playing this game to win in the second half? Because you know, Latanzio might come out, play defensive, sit back, maintain possession, and try to score. I'll walk late. out of there at halftime. <laughs> if I don't like what I see, I'm out. <laughs> but seriously, though, like that's a like you have to. The reason why these these cup final games are some of the you know most addictive drug in soccer mm -hmm. is because everything of, that typically applies to like a tip, uh, uh, a normal game of football is totally thrown out the window mm -hmm. because you are managing and this is where this is where and I, and I finally get to make this point on this show that what we're seeing in front of our faces and I think what we're likely to see on Saturday is management doesn't matter in the middle of the MLS regular season like game management Latanzio was fucked around all season long. It didn't really matter. Like, it's whatever. 
and you usually don't finish a game and you're like, well, that manager got outcoached by the other guy. We have the opportunity here to see one of the better managers in global football just absolutely school the fuck out of Christian Latanzio <laughs> in this in this 180-minute game. And he got the result that he wanted on his home field mm-hmm. with his B team. And now Tata wants to come up here to Charlotte and kick our fucking ass. Yeah. And if that happens, what you're going to see there is just very simply the difference between how an experienced, strong manager can deal with a situation like this and how an inexperienced career assistant is dealing with the situation for the first time. Let's hope it's Laddie's finest hour, man. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I, 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 whatever happens, happens. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> You're right. Like, it's right. right in front. I'm just saying, just see what's in front of you. Don't, I love, don't, don't ignore your nose. It's right there. I love the focus on this is everything, like you say. like you, The way you framed it was so cool. And even though we may not agree with the way we got here... The fact is, we're here, and this is going to be a pretty fun day. Yeah. Everything you said about the scoreboard watching and the double jeopardy, and the you know there is no tomorrow, you know aspect of it. To quote Rock uh, Apollo Creed from Rocky, <laughs> like there is no tomorrow, Rock. There is no tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. That's what it's all about, man. It for is. the independents tonight, for Charlotte FC on Saturday night, it's like it, it's and it's and a storm has moved in to the Queen City. It has. And and are we gonna? Is it? Are we going to come out the other side of this storm, you know, holding our heads high in, on a sunshiny day? Or are we going to be hiding in our, in our hovels, just, you know, like cr- crawling under a blanket to get away from it? Let me add one more little bit of wrinkle to get you excited here <laughs> do, yeah. for Saturday. Uh, the hourly forecast says uh, at 6 p.m. on Saturday evening is going to be sunny and 68. There is a 0% chance of rain. From 8 a.m. onward, nothing but sun-splashed fall Saturday in October here in Charlotte. I mean, this is literally what dreams are made of. Yeah. Like, and, and think about it, it's going to be packed. It's going to be 70,000 people in there for sure. 65, 70 probably. I think they've sold over 60 at least already. They have, Joe, Joe Labou at the unveiling, at the HM Health Performance Park unveiling where, that, where you were, that evening said in that press conference that they sold over 60,000 already. Right, that's the number I've been going with. But hopefully, and hopefully even more since then. Well, I saw Christian Fuchs was uh, working the phones again. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> yeah, everybody's yeah, making I calls. Love that. I love when Fuchs, <laughs> when Fuchs is on the phones, you know it's a big game. Um, so, the what's what's so critical, I think, for the future of the club is that all those people who are there for maybe the first time, the non-diehards who show up, they need to have a good time. They need to have a good experience. And so for those of us who are like more experienced and those of us who are a little more plugged in to like what's at stake and know what's going on and like jumping up and down in the supporters and like standing during the game in other sections and yelling and knowing what's happening and like yeah. not just like sitting around staring at your phone waiting for a goal. Like like we ha- we're the we're gonna sort of like it's on us to like help the casuals like have a great time so they'll wanna come back and like build this club like not I'm not here trying to shill ticket sales for Charlotte FC but I just want my club to survive and like what I saw in Miami the other night where um, a midweek game where Messi was not playing and there was about 20% of the stadium full that's not what I want to see in Charlotte someday yeah exactly I don't want to see that either yeah. and uh, what, what we could do to, to the to the casuals someone who may have just found this show this week is we can challenge you to live and die during every touch Challenge yeah. yourself to, to watch every touch. I think that that to me is like how you uh, start to 
really develop as a soccer supporter, mm-hmm. as a soccer person, is when you realize that every touch during the match is, is crucial, and then you start going ooh mm-hmm. and ah mm-hmm. over a random touch in the midfield or a good turn that somebody mm-hmm. made or the beginning of a build-up. I think when you're able to recognize the build-up, that's when you when you really um, kind of understood stood where you are. Because I think what you're going to see and hear on Saturday night is when the build-up begins, where there's a ton of smart soccer fans here in this city, when the build-up begins, you're going to see people get on their feet. You're going to hear the noise uh, start to reverberate around the fortress. You're going to hear all those things because I do think... <laughs> yeah, it's going to be jumping. It's going to be jumping. And I have to say this. It was during this podcast that I learned that the match kicked off at 6 p.m. I love it. I love it. That's what I'm here for. I'm just, I'm just here to provide... 85% accurate information. So, like, you always know I'm wrong about a couple of things, but you don't know what they are. So, yeah. Oh, man. So, 6 o'clock. Dude, I'm pumped about that. I thought it was at 7.38. No, yeah. So it's going to be it's it's going to be a hell of a day. That means the party starts a little earlier. That means oh, we're, better. like, I plan to, like, I've got a few morning errands, and then I'm in game mode. Like, once piano lessons is over for the kiddo, yep. I'm locked in. For me, I am planning on doing a... Charlotte, uh, a Charlotte SBCA adoption event until two o'clock. Oh, hell yeah! And then I'll be, hell I'll yeah. be at Hop, I'll be at Hoply at, at three. Yeah, let's go. I'll be there at three o'clock. Let's get it going. Yeah, let's get there at three o'clock. Get three hours of tailgating in and three right. hours. Go to El Tiempo, baby. Before the, <laughs> it's time. It's time for this match. So it's been, it's been a great show. We've, we're, we're doing thirty minutes. I think that's a good, perfect, good place to Thanks be. Thanks for hanging out with us, y'all. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, the Tifos all week following this content engaging with us make sure to follow us on instagram uh we'll, we'll make sure our match day story is is lit it's fun and exciting and, mm-hmm. and funny final thing don't predict the result predict this messy start i think that messi does not start i say he doesn't start i say he subs in the 60. i absolutely think that he'll come into play and there's there's something there's something and I'm not gonna predict a result, I just I'm gonna share my gut reaction and my gut feeling with you is that it just feels like to me that you know when, when forces are in motion around you, it's like it's so easy to ignore what they're leading to, but like it just feels like everything with Messi. You sent us you sent me a clip from our show a year ago talking about this day. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like Messi is going to come onto the pitch and make an impact. He's going to score mm-hmm. a goal. So the, the, the question becomes, is Charlotte, Lefsey, is Charlotte Lefsey leading by two when he comes on? Mm-hmm. Because they mm-hmm. better be. Because Messi's going to score. Couldn't have said it better myself, so I won't even try. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. Follow us on Instagram. Charlotte Soccer City will be hanging out with you all day Saturday there. And come meet us at Hot Fly pregame. Come at the supporters bar as well. Inside the stadium, behind the supporters section. Uh, we'll be there hanging out for, you know, an hour or so before before a kick. A couple hours at Hot Fly. We'll walk down Mint Street. If Lowe's wants to start kicking some money, we'll start calling it the Lowe's Tap Room also, by the no. way. Not the supporters bar. But no. We don't get a cut <laughs> So it's Friday. Enjoy the enjoy the independent independence match this evening. We'll be there. Good luck to the Jacks. Uh, big game against Greenville. Greenville Triumph is that? Yeah. yeah. Greenville Triumph. Uh, the USL one playoffs. Uh, it's only six, six teams in, so this is essentially a quarterfinal. Yeah, we're hosting because we finished in fourth. fourth. Yep. 
and we're hosting the fifth place Greenville yep. Triumph. Exactly. So, so the win, Independence wins this, and they're on the road in that next then round. Then we get to go play the hated NCFC. Maybe Charlotte Soccer Show road trip. We'll see. You never know. Depends what else is going on. It's Charlotte Soccer Show. Until next time. For the, the crown, crown, baby. baby. <laughs>